Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. Delighted to have you with me on this sports podcast as we, of course, celebrate the Cleveland Browns winning their first football game in over 25 years. I'm excited. I'm going to talk to my buddy Joe Crisali about the Browns beating the hated Steelers. Moving on to the final eight where they'll face the Kansas City Chiefs. The Rams upset the Seahawks. Ravens knock off the Titans on the road. Some other big games as well. We got Tampa and the Saints next week. Rams, Packers, Bills, and Ravens, Browns, Chiefs. We break all that down with Joe Crisali. And then we preview the start of the NHL season, the 2021 NHL campaign. 56 games. We recorded this yesterday, the first of 116 straight days where hockey will be played in the NHL. Joe Crisali and myself breaking this down. And then I've got some thoughts on the James Harden trade at the end of the show. It's Joe Crisali on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, mid-January, football season in full effect, but also we got the start of hockey. Joe Crisali calling in from mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest. Joe, thanks for What's coming up? on. Appreciate it. It's a uh, interesting time of the year with the divisional round of football coming up, the start of hockey season. But uh, I'm saving the main thing and starting the show with this. Uh, did you play in a fantasy football league this year? And uh, if you did, who won it? <laughs> Yes, I did play in, in the league this year, and you won it. I did. Oh, that's right, I did win it. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> What's was up, all, champ? I know I, it's a good feeling. I uh, want to thank a lot of people. Stephon Diggs at the top of my list. Derrick Henry, you know. Um, but no, if I would, I mean, I've been in your league for a few years. Done pretty good. First championship, zero and two. Got blown out in both finals that I was in. So yeah, it felt good. To you and me. Do it. You and me went at it last year in that quarterfinal. I remember. Uh, our final score of our game was like 180 to like 150 something, and the other game was like 100 to like 90 something, and we were like, "Son of a like." It's that's always it that way. That's fantasy, man. That's fantasy football. That's what happens. You, you, uh, you're always up there every single year, and it's funny because I tell other people that have joined the league over the years that I've met because you know, like, you got to mm-hmm. keep it fresh, yeah. and people fall in and out, so. They always ask. They're like, "Oh, this league is this league is good. This league is tough. Like people are making pickups like at like one a.m. like right after waivers are cleared and then you know like being all strategic and things like that." And I just tell them like, "Hey, like you'll get used to it, but like we all used to work for the NFL, so you know we we know what to do. We know what to look for." But the uh, the guy you went up against, Tin, he was texting me uh, before. He was all freaking out about it. He was all worried. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't know what to do. I keep questioning every move I'm making. I don't know if I should play this guy or this guy or this guy. But I'm not I'm not one to tell. I'm, I'm like, I'm not telling you who to yeah. play. Like, <laughs> I know, especially you're, you're soliciting advice in the league. One thing I'll say, though, is it was remarkable for a couple reasons. One being, and, and you made the playoffs, too. Uh, you know, I don't want to sell yourself short there but we made a trade for two receivers that both had their legs explode <laughs> basically like two weeks later yeah, yeah. I, so we both that, overcame odell, that odell for galladay straight up and i remember that the the first game you had odell for was that game against the cowboys mm-hmm. and it was like the greatest game in his entire career yeah. and then the next week he tears his acl and i was like oh man terrible trade and then galladay goes down and he just was like they were just like, all right, he's he's going to be out this week, and then that was just every week. It was kind of worse. It was like a way yeah. worse faith than just knowing that his season was over because I was just hanging yeah. on to him. But I made a trade for him in another league too, straight oh, up for I think Chase Edmonds, and the same thing happened the next week. I was so up against it, but man. whatever. It, it was happens. good to see you win that one. It was. I, I definitely enjoyed sending you that that Venmo. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was very very fun for sure. Uh, appreciate that, Joe. Uh, I do have to talk real football because this is an exciting time for me as well with the Browns winning their first playoff game since I was about five or six years old, uh, doing the quick math in my head. But beating the Steelers of all teams, Sunday night, I was excited. I mean, I'm just going to start with that. I, I thought they could win this game, but never in a million years did I think 28 to nothing in the first quarter. Got a little dicey at the end. But the Browns, that offense, some timely plays by the defense, winning without a lot of players, without their head coach, moving on to the divisional rounds, and making, above all else, making Big Ben cry. It was amazing. I mean, you know, I'm on board with you of disliking the Steelers Mm -hmm. more than any other team 
in the entire league. And seeing that, that first snap was just incredible. One, it brought flashbacks of the Super Bowl for me, which, you know, obviously yeah, is a soft subject. Bad, yeah, bad flashback, but good. it's good for you. So I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. This is happening. And for that to happen to an all-pro center, like on the first snap of a playoff game, is just incredible. And then all the interceptions and everything just happening so quickly. It was just so amazing to see them just get demolished that way. Especially with how cocky they've been, they were all year after going for the eleven and zero. But when you look through their schedule, the Steelers, you're just like they played nobody. The best win they had was against the Titans, and you're just like, whatever. There, mm-hmm. but the Browns, they they came out and they they like just absolutely bodied them. Watching Kareem Hunt carry four defenders into the end zone was yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, you know, Ben also not really going for that ball in the end zone was kind of funny, uh, which I still don't understand why players don't just kick it out of the end zone and take the safety in that part of the field. Uh, no, I mean, look, it was it was great. I think the Steelers, just a little note on them, defensively, they lost too many guys. I mean, T.J. Watt's amazing, I understand that, but Bud Dupree, Devin Bush both going out, I mean, that those are tough losses for a team that, you know, offensively, they never really were able to run the ball much all this season, so they had to rely on an aging Big Ben and, and some streaky receivers. Yep. Uh, but, no, I mean, yep. the Browns the Browns with their line, I mean, the, the biggest question I have and continue to have was the injuries to the O-line, what that would mean for protecting Baker. They had one of the best O-lines this season, and now they're starting to get banged up. There's COVID. Conklin got hurt in that game. But if you get yourself an early lead, if you can, you know, get that defensive play, create some turnovers, get that two-score lead early, then it becomes easier. And I thought Baker played well. Obviously, didn't have to do as much, given the fact that his defense gave him a boost and, and Chubb and Hunt were incredible. But he made big yeah. throws. He didn't turn the ball over. And when you get that boost early, it's huge. It just shows you how important the starts of these games are. One bad snap changed the complete trajectory of how that game went. Yeah, and it just... Right, at, right after that, the next drive with that next turnover, you're just sitting there like, oh, my God, like, is this actually happening? But it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, yeah, I was, I was actually shocked with how well your line played throughout the game. There were a couple times when Baker was running around a little bit, but he was making plays when he, when he was called upon to make plays, which is something that when I watched him previously wasn't something that he was always capable of doing. But yeah. he was looking good. He was, hitting, he was always keeping his eyes downfield. And Richard Higgins was definitely kind of his his go-to with his, uh, like, huck-a-chuck throws, for sure. Landry played well also. There was a lineman lineman who came into that game who Baker had to introduce himself to, which was kind of funny. But I don't want to undersell the crowning moment of the night, and that was I almost cried seeing Big Ben cry. I mean, Sitting he, there all lonely the, on the first time himself. he'd ever lost to the Browns in Pittsburgh, it was a sweet win for the Browns. And, uh, you know, doing it without Stefanski, I thought they could, you know, there were times in that second half when, you know, Pittsburgh was going to be desperate and make their move when, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have him on the sideline to calm everybody down, maybe not make a poor challenge, but uh, like the special teams coach did. But I thought it was a gutsy performance given the circumstances and I'm enjoying the win. I understand what's uh, on deck, which we're going to get to yeah. in a second. And I'm just appreciating it for what it was uh, a, a dominant performance and uh, an, a wild card weekend, Joe, where we saw a few upsets, but in a way, you know, it almost felt like these upsets didn't feel like upsets. Like when the Rams beat the Seahawks, the six over the three, it just seemed like the better team won, even in spite of the fact that yeah, they had a quarterback I, I think with that's, you know a messed up thumb. I think that's because uh, I just think that's because the Rams played much better down the stretch than the Seahawks did. The Seahawks kind of stumbled into the playoffs for the most part. I know the Rams they won didn't lose the to the Jets though. I mean, I'm just going to point that out. The Rams lost to the Jets. Like that was the huge, yeah. huge flare sign. But you're right about the Seahawks. Here's all I'll say about this game. For all the for as great as Russell Wilson is, for you know Jamal Adams being a beast this year and the skill guys DK Metcalf, yep. of course, when you have an advantage at the line of scrimmage like the Rams had, it reminded me of that USC Ohio State bowl game a couple of years ago. Like it doesn't matter who your quarterback is, who your receivers, your running back are, if you don't have time to throw, if you can't get a push off the line, you're done. And the Rams completely destroyed the Seahawks offensive line, and Russ had no time. And uh, it wasn't just yeah. Aaron Donald. Like, he was great until he got hurt, but there were other guys making plays, and the Seahawks had no time and uh, couldn't establish anything. But that's been the thing, and that's been the theme for the Seahawks the last couple of years, is 
they have had a terrible offensive line. And it's caused Russell to have to play out of his mind, which is the numbers reflect him having to play out of his mind until they it got down the stretch there and they kind of got figured out a little bit more. Uh, it, they just weren't a fun team to watch down like the last few games of the year. It just kind of was, I was deterred <laughs> just with, they were just boring and they just were not playing well at all. And because I had Tyler Lockett on my fantasy team and I don't know why I stuck with him <laughs> constantly, but yeah. one of my fantasy teams, but uh, I, I'm just looking at your Browns and I'm like, please beat the chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Please, please I... stick it to him. You know, we had two six seeds win this weekend, and uh, just want to also point out before I forget that stat that blew my mind: McVeigh's undefeated when he has a halftime lead. It's in the 30s now, like I think 34 and 0, just just out of control uh, for what that team does. But you know, there, it, look, I love Super Wild Card Week. I, I think you do too. We had this extra game; it was amazing. Everyone's like three games each day. This is incredible. You had to know, though, that not every game was going to be great. Like, Browns-Steelers had its exciting moments. You know, mm-hmm. Seahawks-Rams, same way. Like, there were some, some big plays, some defensive touchdowns, some, some key plays in that game. But then there's going to be the clunkers, like the Nickelodeon game, for example. Bears-Saints. <laughs> and that just dragged on and on to the finish line when we knew the Saints It wasn't a win. clunker, though. It wasn't a clunker because of Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nickelodeon made it fun for kids, so they don't worry about concussions or anything. <laughs> or, or the gambling ramifications of how the game yeah. ended. Or, uh, yeah. or oh my some, god, yeah, yeah, which is that insane. One handed fallback catch in the end zone by Jimmy Graham. I can only imagine how many people were throwing their arms up in the air. And or, the fa- or the fact that they changed the rule that no longer do they enforce that you have to kick a meaningless extra point. So that costs yeah, people I did not- too. I did not know that. I was like, why does that say final? Why is everyone on the field? They need to kick the extra point. <laughs> because uh, that – and the rule changed. Another gambling moment where it was Saints-Vikings, that you know Minnesota Miracle play to Diggs, where they brought the – they brought the uh, enough players on the field to do a point after attempt where it was just a knee where the PAT would have pushed the betting line over. So you had a little bit of that. Nickelodeon also had to deal with a fight, you know, an F-bomb that made its way on the air. But uh, aside from that, I was digging SpongeBob in the uprights and the slime zone and uh, yeah, you know, slime the zone other effects. Brought us all back. Brought us all back to the good old days. <laughs> so as a, I just want to say this in terms of the Saints, Joe Crisali here on the Money Mitch Effect, um, looking at this Saints team and you being a Broncos fan for a great deal of your life, you getting any vibes like this Saints team with like the 2015 you know, Broncos? Any anything standing out to you? Maybe a team that has a quarterback on his last leg, last legs, and uh, they're yeah, doing but, it with defense. But nobody's nobody's open, openly admitting that Breeze is on his last leg. You know, it's what do you just kind of like. What, what do you think? Like, I, it seems like he is. I mean, it's a different. It's just a different thing because their offense is built way differently than the. I see. I see the comparisons yeah. that you're making. I just think that the Saints' offense is just so different than what the Broncos were. They just were, I mean, Saints, Broncos were a run-first team, and they didn't have, like, special magic players like Taysom Hill that can do a bunch of different things. And, you know, their running game wasn't nearly as good as uh, Kamara is with the Saints. Yeah. Uh, but they have C.J. Anderson, I think. And um, I, mean, I don't know. They're, yeah. There's just they're, – I think I honestly like the Saints offense is more exciting to watch than the Broncos 2015 was. That was kind of brutal watching Peyton there that last little bit. But the defense, I definitely think the Broncos defense is better. was better than yep. this current Saints defense. But it seems like it almost seems like the Saints team that won the Super Bowl when they beat Manning, but older, <laughs> which is Breeze <pretty laughs> being older. It just seems like a similar team that they had that year. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see them winning. I don't see – the thing is, I had a, I had all season long a bet going with um, – well, We've been over this about the Tampa Bay Yeah, bet. the Bucks, yeah. Saints, Tampa Bay and the Saints. And I told – it's just so funny that it comes down to this game. Like, well, they're, they're facing off in the playoffs. Yeah. And, like, if the Bucks win, it's a total wash. <laughs> <laughs> like, after all that, all the year. Obviously, I hope the Bucks win so, for that reason. But, so, I – you know – and. I'm glad you brought up the Bucks. The biggest comparison, I just want to get back to that, was that 
Banning and Breeze. Breeze not what he was, but is still smart enough to realize how to win these games and not, you know, when they get a lead especially, they're not trying to do anything crazy or, or go for the deep shot or risk a turnover. Um, I get totally different built teams in a lot of ways, but there are some similarities there as well. The Bucks, on the other hand, I mean, the Bucks, you know, these matchups, how they're breaking down. The Bucks getting the Saints round three, they're 0-2 this year, which I know it's hard to beat a team three times. But, Joe, they didn't look that great against Washington. Like, I didn't come out of that game thinking, wow, the Bucks are riding high momentum-wise. I thought, okay, they've got talent, but they've still got, you know, an inability to play a 60-minute game. They do dumb things randomly. They can snap out of it and move the ball down the field, but their defense didn't play a great game, and their offense left some points on the field. So I don't know how, as a Bucks fan or as somebody that has money on a Bucks bet, you feel, like, pumped up after that game against the 7-9 and nine football team. And not even just that, like Taylor Heineke was playing quarterback for the Red Sh- oh, excuse me, for the football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> yeah, put that in the deuce jar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely after watching that game, you're kind of expecting the Buccaneers defense to just dominate the football team. Uh, it just it just keeps hiccuping me even, even this late in the season. But, um, you kind of expect their defense to step up a little bit more than they did and not even allow Heineke to do anything remotely close to what he was able to do against them. And with all the weapons that they had on offense, I mean, give the give Washington credit. Their defense, their defense is good. Their defense played extremely well for the moment that they were in and what yeah. they were dealing with was having Heineke at quarterback. But um, Brady, Brady in the, I mean, it's Brady in the playoffs. So yeah. They got that offense, and they got they have it figured out. And you got to think that those other players they haven't really had a taste of blood in the playoffs for the most part yet, with what they've had to go through the last few years. Like even Mike Evans, and um, I mean, you look at Ronald Jones and Fournette. Yeah, if Jones can even play. I mean, Jones is that that was a big loss for them too, having to rely on Fournette so much. Yeah, and just like the players constantly coming in and out of their lineup all year because of COVID. And Jones is one of them. And he was probably the biggest headache in fantasy to ever have. And I will never ha- have him on my team ever again. <laughs> but uh, that's Bruce Arians' fault. But they have the weapons. And I think that they're – I think – I oh, I stand by what I said to Cody at the beginning of the year. I think the Bucks are a better team. But, I mean, now they'll be an even <laughs> team if, the, if they do win. You're going to think that if they go 0-3, you're going to still say it. Like, they're a better team. I don't care if they went 0-3. <laughs> I don't care. If they win this If they win this game and the Saints end up 2-1 against them, it doesn't matter. The Buccaneers will have will be better than them, even though the record is the same. They won the game that matters. Okay. And I can, I can stand by that. If, if that happens. But I think that this game is going to be super close. I, I think – they both looked like garbage last week for the most part. Um, well, give it to the Saints defense for handling Trubisky, <laughs> who and, looked horrible. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think that uh, I want to save that pick for just a second because I want to talk about the other two teams that made the playoffs in the AFC, made the next round. Baltimore's in. They win on the road against Tennessee, and then Buffalo wins that crazy game against Indy. Buffalo is another team I put in the Tampa Bay category where you're not exactly thrilled with how they won. It's good that they finally got that playoff win like Tampa Bay has been waiting. Buffalo's been waiting even longer. But on the flip side of that, the Ravens actually do get Lamar Jackson's first playoff win, and they do it with their defense, which to me, of all the things outside of the Browns' playoff win, how that game went, Joe, I was pretty shocked by the fact that the Ravens won this game only scoring 20 points. Like I did not think that was a possibility at all given the fact that their D had been looking porous and suspect that time. But to hold Henry uh, to uh, as little an output as they did, that was uh, the biggest shock uh, before the Browns game, I should say. Yeah, I I think the Titans offense took a step back. I mean, obviously, they took a step back only scoring 13 points. But they really, like you said, they really took away Henry. But I think that their biggest issue for the Titans is was Corey Davis. I mean, the last few games, he kind of fell off the face of the earth. And... He's really what got them, you know, when they were in those, like, big moments. He made those those big catches, getting those first downs the, la- the, the last little bit there. Um, but their offense wasn't clicking. The Ravens, they they must have – they schemed perfectly. Uh, they, they knew exactly how to get to Tannehill, and they knew exactly how to stop Henry, which I don't even know how you could even scheme for that. That guy's a mountain of a man. But Ravens-Bills is going to be a fun game. 
like you said, the Bills, they didn't dominate the Colts like we thought they, they would, but give the Colts some credit. You know, they won 11 games. They're still a good team. They have a good defense, and they did hold the Bills to 27. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we're due for a, a pretty, pretty high-scoring game between Ravens, Bills, because I think that even the Colts were thinking when they went to play the Bills, they know the Bills can put up points, so that's what they're going to – go that's what they were going to go for and they ended up you know playing better d but i think in this game ravens bills probably going to going to be a little higher i might go with the elber well i uh, i agree with you because uh, looking at these final four games eight teams left uh still can't believe the browns are one of them but <laughs> saturday night game ball soak is it ball. in soak Sat- it in yeah i'm gonna soak it in up until about kickoff and uh, arrowhead but uh, Saturday night, Buffalo-Baltimore, which is a great prime slot for a game, I think this was the right call having this game there because it's an exciting game. I mean, if you look at the order of play, Rams-Green Bay at uh, the, the Saturday afternoon game, I think that's the one where, you know, maybe I, I think you would agree that's the least exciting game of the of the four Rams-Packers. Yeah, but that game, I think it'll be closer than, than what any, everyone thinks. Like well, you said, I mean, McVay and the Rams in the playoffs are, are yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I just, with, with golf, pretty good. With, and with golf you just being look limited, at, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying, but, and I know I'm not I'm not even a big Jared Goff fan, far from it, but this feels like Packers are going to pull away late. Like, th- this this is like Aaron Rodgers will find a way to break through because he had been playing, and he is playing, some of the best football of his life. So as great as the Rams' defense are, is as great as they've been playing, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they had more touchdowns than they had punts this year as a team. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I see what you're saying about them pulling away late, and it, it could happen. I'm just thinking, you look at Jalen Ramsey, and if he's able to negate Devontae Adams, which is going to be an amazing matchup to watch, just if you look at the numbers of uh, the, the top receivers that have gone against Jalen Ramsey and how much he's limited to limited them to, it's insane. Like, even Terry McLaurin, who had a great year, he had zero catches, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be, I think the game will hinge on that matchup right there because that's Rogers guy all year. He was his guy when those games, when he was out, I mean, he was throwing it to Marquise Valdez Scantling, like he still was throughout the year, but yeah, yeah. I mean, when they have Lazard and Tanya is going to have a big game. I mean, that's, I just think Rogers can spread the wealth if Ramsey's taking out Adams, which there's no guarantee that he'll be able to do that as great as Ramsey is. Um, yeah, just, it's the fact yeah. that I'm even able to name all these players of that just Rogers these random receivers. Yeah, <laughs> that Rodgers made famous. So this definitely is one of those years where Rodgers is playing so out of his mind that the other <laughs> guys that are just like third stringers are counting on. I uh, I agree with you in the Buffalo-Baltimore over. I also think Buffalo wins this game. I, I like where they're at in this one. I think they're going to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. Good win by Baltimore, but I just don't know that they're all the way there. You know, in this defense, uh, going up against Josh Allen, I think we'll fall back to earth. So I, I like Buffalo um, in this one. So then your uh, your Browns going up against Buffalo, huh? And then the week after. <laughs> well, here's what I was gonna say to, to you, Joe. Um, I <laughs> Chiefs Browns, great great opportunity. Uh, what's not great is the fact that, you know, we are getting players back. Denzel Ward's playing, uh, but he obviously had symptoms because he was not cleared in 10 days, so we'll see what he's like. The line's a little suspect. Looks like Edwards Hilaire is going to be back for the Chiefs. And uh, the stat that I saw that Andy Reid's time in Kansas City, especially with Patrick Mahomes, coming off of a bye playoffs or regular season, I don't think they've scored less than 31 points. So. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> your your work is cut out for you. You're a ten point dog, so it's fair. You never I, know, though. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not playoffs, gonna. Root, I mean, I look game. Don't be counting out your team. Not counting already. them out. I'll say Browns are gonna cover. <laughs> That's all you can get me to cover professionally. 10? I'm not gonna go any further than that. <laughs> Browns right, cover this, right. but I just look. Obviously, the Chiefs are are the best. And the one thing about the COVID era, which was brought to my attention recently in uh, the sporting sense, Joe, is that a lot of these, fa- a lot of the championships are being won by favorites. 
Have you noticed that? Like yeah. Alabama football, yeah. the Lightning, the Lakers. I mean, the Dodgers. Why did we? Why did we even have a college football season if Alabama was oh. going to win again? <laughs> I know. As a Brown, yeah. as a Ohio State fan, that was a tough game to watch. Felt like I was just getting. Felt like every time they threw the ball, it's like, how many yards is Smith going to be open by this time? Yeah, yeah. He's just Devontae galloping Smith up and like, down took the a field. Dump on you. Just galloping took a dump on the field. You. But what I'm saying is, the favorites are winning, and I think there might be something to that because. You know, it's a, it's all about how strong the organization is. You know how accountable they are, and uh, maybe it, maybe this current sports climate, the rules and regulations that teams have to abide by, I just think maybe it's just also eliminating you know a chance that a title title is won or lessening the chance that a title is won by that wild card yeah. that out of nowhere team. Just something I've noticed. So it would it would geared well towards the Chiefs in that in that regard. Yeah, I, I mean, I. If I was betting on that game, I would definitely go Chiefs. <laughs> so I'm very sorry. It's okay. I understand. Hey, you know what? A loss, hopefully don't get killed. Just enjoy it. Build on it next year. We beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Life is good. The last thing, though, I will say is I'm not going all chalk because I like Tampa Bay Moneyline this week. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. We don't. I don't need 1-2 versus 1-2. That's uh, mm-hmm. not not the best. Two six and five one would be oh. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, five six. Even that, who knows? Um, <laughs> I think Tampa is going to put it together this game. I think they beat New Orleans. I think they put points on the board to make New Orleans have to match them, have to throw the ball downfield, and I just don't think they can do that. Uh, and that would set up, of course, Brady versus Rogers. So should I? Should I double down? Then is what you're saying. No, you shouldn't. You're already in the game. If anything, you should hedge because you're already <laughs> you've already got some skin in the game. Give me the same spot. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's where we're at. I, I think uh, Tampa Bay Brady has been showing you know brilliance. It'd be great if they had Ronald Jones out there. If Tampa could find a way to key on Alvin Kamara, I know it's such a hard thing to do, but that's you know that's the goal. How about that story though? Brady leaves New England and he gets players that can actually catch the ball and uh he has a chance to go to the conference championship and belichick's eating ice cream in nantucket wishing he didn't sign cam newton yeah i I wanted to revisit that because uh we talked about that and one of us was pretty excited about the cam yeah i remember one of us wasn't this was after this was after that game against the seahawks and cam looked really good you gotta admit but He he fell apart yeah, big time. He just started skipping passes. Getting benched. If you're getting benched for Jarrett Stidham, then you you got to take a second look. I think just think the guy is not healthy. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's definitely got something going on there because he's just. I mean, it sucks to say, but he's kind of like a shell of himself from what he used to what he used to play like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, he can you know maybe salvage a career. But uh, still got playoff football. Browns are still in it. I'm excited. And uh, divisional round's coming up. Joe Crisali on the Money Mitch Effect. Before I let you go, it's the start of hockey season, so we got to talk a little bit about that as we record this Ooh. on opening night. The first of 116 straight days that there will be an NHL game. So I just I'm giddy. Get everybody giddy for that. Four divisions this year, 56 games, and the divisions are wacky. It's, you know, you know East. East, uh, Central, South, and North, but in a, COVID, baby. but the North Division is all Canadian teams. So nobody plays outside their division until, until you get to the Final Four. So sorry, I had that. It's sentence. kind of awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind insane. of awesome though. If you think about it, you just bring those those hometown rivalries, hating that next door neighbor. You know, it's kind of cool. I don't, I don't mind the way that they've done it. For, for this, um, especially since it's like they had to change it up for before. <laughs> but I'm so stoked because my Rangers are looking good on paper, and they're looking good this year. I, I'm feeling good. I, ho- I, I hope you're feeling good about your Blue Jackets as well because they're looking good. They're looking good too. want to get to that in a second. I, I did miss misspeak it's central east west and north um but they are looking good well pittsburgh got killed tonight uh a team i wanted to get to along with uh, the blackhawks getting absolutely pumped by tampa bay 
and uh, the Lightning look good. So if we look at all these divisions, just some initial thoughts, and we kind of talked about it beforehand. Uh, what we're going to see when you when you see these teams play each other a lot is you're going to get familiar with each other. It's going to get nasty in a lot of these games. Uh, I think some of these divisions, Joe, are super top-heavy. I, I think there are some elite teams in the NHL that are well-positioned for a cup. There's also some really bad teams out there. So we can kind of just, I mean, I don't want to mathematically eliminate anybody from the get-go. But uh, it's going to be another tough year for Southern uh, California hockey fans and Northern California hockey fans. Oh, man. Yeah, you could say that again. It's like going through all the rosters and you're just looking at those two, the Ducks and the Kings, and the it's going to be another be The Sharks are going to be and bad, the too. The Ducks are bad. The Kings are going to be bad to start, but they did. I, I saw the stat. They had the most players at World Juniors of any organization, a, a lot of Americans and Canadians. And uh, a couple of them, uh, Byfeld, Turcote, uh, Kaleev, I think is the Russian kid's name. They're not starting with the team. This is the classic. You've seen it with the Rangers the last couple of years. Wait till they're kind of yeah. out of the hunt and then bring them up, and then it'll be fun, but they're not going to get anything done this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be another long year for California hockey fans, sadly. How about, but... how about the fact that the betting favorite to win the Stanley Cup – at plus 600 is the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I think that is a little skewed because that's what everyone's betting. A lot of the predictions that I read... They haven't done it yet. See, that's why... I mean, they haven't really even made a deep run yet. Get to the final four first would be my my hesitation with that bet. Yeah, they got a good team. Uh, They're just... I don't think they're deep enough to make a run like that. You know, I I like the move. Some of the moves they made. Um, Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. that's one of the best team men. Yeah, absolute stud. Um, they got some question marks though. I we gotta want to see how they can sort everything out. I I was reading a lot of uh, betters picking the Avalanche to win it all, but I think they make a a deeper run this year. Maybe make a you know a little bit of what I thought that they were going to do last year but I think this year they kind of show out a little bit more than we've seen that out of them but I don't necessarily know if that's going to get them to the cup well there's a yeah just, there's a couple other teams you know that mm-hmm. that were like last, last year Dallas looked really good last year and I'm not I'm not too sold on them this year you know I think, with no Sagan to start yeah, the year. Yeah, they, they're very beat up. They did lose Corey Perry as well, uh, who was valuable yep. for that team. I think part of what we're seeing is we just mentioned three teams that suck in that division, so the division you know doesn't have the level of competition. That's uh, also why the, the third favorite, I mean, Tampa Bay is the second favorite to win defending champs at plus 750. The third favorite in the league is Vegas at plus 900. So I do expect... With the Blues kind of working, maybe Minnesota's looking better. Arizona can maybe contend a little. But that's a two-team race for the division between Colorado and Vegas. And Vegas, who added uh, Petrangelo, they've got Mark Stone wearing the C now. I, I liked Vegas last year. They got to that Final Four but couldn't you know, get by Dallas. Um, I just I think, I think Colorado having a young team, there will be growing pains, and there is a little doubt creeping in just because they haven't done it before. But Nathan McKinnon, outside of McDavid, is probably the second-best overall player in this league. So He's probably the favorite to, to win. And he's probably the favorite to win MVP, too. I'm sure he is. I McKinnon. mean, With all everyone as high as they are on Avalanche, that means McKinnon's got to have quite a season. And he probably will, you know. But, yeah, that division, you're not looking at the Blues at all. I got Avs, Blues, Knights, and I think the Wild possibly have a chance. Um, I was. I Yotes. think I had them in the playoffs. Any I had them in the playoffs thing? last year, yeah. but they're they're a little shallow, you know, throughout the lineup. But you never know. I like I like their rookie, Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how he's going to play out. Their coach kind of downplayed him a little bit. Said he's just a player that they hope is good, which <laughs> yeah. he just said they don't want to put a ton of pressure on him. But they have a good mixture of young and. Um, a little bit older talent like Zuccarello yeah. is still there, and you know their their D has always been good. Spurgeon is, is really good. Suter, Dumba, absolutely demolished people, and they they brought Talbot on, Talbot on. But yeah, there there still remains to be seen out of them because they let me down last year, <laughs> but they let me down for your pick, the Canucks, which I do like this year. 
Yeah. I, well, I, I like this idea, too, of the fact that we're just starting each division with the teams we think that suck and then go from there. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you look at the Canadian division, which is going to be fun, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be fun, and we are going to be guaranteeing a Canadian team in the Final Four for what that's worth. Um, the only, you know, this, this was, I'll be honest with you, Joe, of all the divisions, the North, the Canadian division was the hardest one to find the four. I don't think the four is as bad. It's probably the best four of any of the divisions. Because even a team like Ottawa, they've actually done yeah. some good things with their roster. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I I would not be shocked if Ottawa did something surprising this year. They yeah. made some really good moves, and they're they're looking good. You know, So does that leave the Jets as the worst team in this division? They do have a lot of question marks. Yeah. There's a lot Line uh, wants happening. Out. Yeah, they're talking about lining wanting to get traded. And usually when things like that are happening, that just means that disaster is coming. So I, I honestly would feel comfortable saying that Winnipeg's not gonna be not gonna be up there at the end. Which is weird because they have a solid roster. They have a good team. But I also am not a huge fan of the Oilers this year. I, I'm not sure if that was a team for you that you thought was gonna take another step forward, but well, I just don't. They have two of the best players in the entire league, but I think they're they're missing they're missing some stuff. Here's you know, well, yeah. Here's here's my thought on the matter. Right, I think that a step forward, it's all relative. Like for me, they're the third best team in this division, three or four. So I don't think that's a step forward for them. But I don't see them in the top two in this division this year. I just I'm not seeing it. I just don't think the roster is improved, and I think they're doing a disservice to that generational talent, McDavid, and the reigning MVP, Drysital. Um, yeah, mentioned, you mentioned the Canucks, and the Leafs are getting a lot of a lot of pub. They won a great game against Montreal, another quality team in this division, along with Calgary. Um, I got Vancouver winning this division over Toronto, and. Uh, my bold, I mean, all those guys are, are going to be better, the young talent that they have. Horvat, Patterson, Quinn Hughes. My prediction, though, is that this is going to be Demko's net and not Holpe. And I think that the Canucks edge out the Leafs for the division. Wow, you got them taking it all up. I'm division. Now, playoffs uh, could be a different story, you know. But, like, for the regular season winning, I, I like Canucks a little bit better than the Leafs. Wow, that's uh... – that's interesting. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm all for the Canucks this year. Um, just looking at Toronto, I like what we were talking about before. They made moves for they fill in those those positions that they were missing. They were missing the, those bruisers. They were missing those hard hitting guys. People that were going to get in there, those grinders. And they picked up Simmons. They got Thornton. You know that they're. I feel like they've kind of got a different mindset and a different team going this year. And I love Matthews. Matthews and Tavares, I think, is the best back, you know, center combo there. Yeah, it's to be. I'm not going to argue there. I'm high on Pedersen. He was my first-round fantasy pick this year. I picked 12, so whatever. But I like like that. I like the Canucks team. It is hard seeing JT Miller, Dastra, in that trade, which I will never get over. I like Boser. He's a good dude. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes shocked some people last year. He's I got him too. <laughs> I'm not just rooting for the team because of my fantasy team. I swear. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, they he's got a good that, team. Yeah, he's not. Hughes isn't that far behind Kale McCarr. Just to be completely honest, like McCarr's. He's not great, but Hughes is almost as good. And in some areas of the game, he's better. But um, maybe that's why the Avalanche are being put up on this pedestal because they have two of the best players at their positions in the whole league. Which I mean, that makes sense. You know, yeah. if you have two absolute game changers like them, then that's good. But so does Vancouver. So and JT Miller is no slouch, and they got they got, you know, they got a couple a uh, couple of the guys that can play. So Joe, I want to look at the East, uh, and then we can make our picks. But uh, or I should say the it's hard. We don't even really have conferences anymore. I'm going to call it the East, but you know what I mean. The other side of this uh, that's going to be matching up against each other. That yeah, east yeah. Di- that East division that your Rangers are in. That by the way, it's kind of like a little break. I see all these Metro teams in. Columbus is not a part of it. We're going to take like a one year. It's like a marriage separation. We'll probably <laughs> wander back to each other, but we're going to have some fun this year uh, outside the home. Uh, I, I think the Rangers, and I'll let you talk about them in a second, are going to be good. Um, 
but my worst team in this division, if I had to pick the team in this division that I don't that I think would finish that last if I had to guess, I hate to say it, but I think it's the Sabres. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I think New Jersey will be I think New Jersey will be a little having, better. Are you just having buyer's remorse? Or are you just after yeah. we were so talking about them last year I, I don't know man i i i think this it's it's tough to pick this east division is looking pretty good uh as far as the team that's in last uh yeah you can mark the devils down okay. there at the bottom for okay. sure they they got nothing nothing uh, huh? <laughs> well they got nothing i just think buffalo is trending the wrong way and it could trend to some disgruntled superstars taylor hall signing like a one-year deal and uh i just don't know what the commitment is for him I think the Devils could be on the track to not make the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't agree. I do not agree with you, okay. um, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be okay, good this good. year. I feel there. They picked up. They picked up Eric Stahl. They got Eakin Middlestat. Their first pick <laughs> from two Eric years ago, Stahl. I believe. What's up? How old is that guy, Eric Stahl? <laughs> so, so what if he's old? <laughs> no, it's good. You, I. I, it's good. I'm saying, I'm saying they picked up, they picked up guys that they didn't, that they haven't had in there in the past. Guys that you know are a little bit more of a veteran presence around these younger players that are really good players that haven't really shown out. Um, I love their young defensive players, Dallin, Ristolainen, and I mean their goalie's a little suspect, but I think you're you're underestimating picking up Taylor Hall. Not that it made a huge difference for the Devils, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Eichel, it's tough. That division is really tough to predict because I'm looking at I'm looking at Boston, and they got a solid team, but you, you, Pasternak coming off of uh, hip surgery, or I think it's hip surgery. You don't know if he's going to be 100% or how he's going to look. I saw Ch- Charlie McAvoy, their top D-man, on a bunch of um, list to to win, you know, best D man of the year, and uh, it's it's gonna it's tough because I want you know I want to pick the Rangers, you know I want to pick them to take that top spot, but it's gonna be really hard because the Flyers are really they're looking good. The Flyers are good, yeah. and that pains me to say, but yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I don't think the Penguins are gonna be extremely good. So I think yeah, Sabers take. Sabres, so we're going back to our starting with the worst team. So let's put the Sabres, the Devils, and the Penguins. I agree. We'll do I do agree. Devils. I agree with that. I, I know we get we differ on the bottom two, but I think Pittsburgh's out as well. So then you have somebody else has to miss the playoffs. And yeah, who's it going to? Is it going to well, be the Islanders? Or here's is it what be I, the Rangers. <laughs> I'll go with this. Flyers are my division pick. Like what they have, I think. You're not going to want to hear this, but I think the Islanders in the regular season getting Barzell back, I think they're going to be at the top. Washington, I, you know what? I don't know. I, a Boston to miss the playoffs could be a good value bet here. They lost Krug. They, they've they got injuries. They're getting older. The Rask situation from That's last year. That's what I'm thinking. Year. They lost Chara. They no, lost Chara's Chara. on the Capitals now. That could be a mental warfare thing. So, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 pencil in your Rangers for that fourth spot and have the Bruins on the outside. That'd be fun. <laughs> Bruins, I think. Yeah, I think on the outside, it's either Washington or Boston. Honestly, Rangers I are not it. a lock. I, I just want to point that out. There. I'm locking them. <laughs> okay, I'm locking okay. them in. I, in. I like what you're doing. I like the the Rangers. I should say. I like the organizational structure. I like uh, finally having a plan. Uh, again, thoughts and prayers, obviously for for Hank. We want to see him. You know live a healthy life but it's yeah post- that was scary to read so he's scary. gonna be good but, but post hank in goal looks like it's finally a little promising and uh you got the rookie of the year coming in lafreniere so all will be well is it good hey they got two possible rookie of the years chesterton you know they've he could take one. it home too this they've, is technically his rookie they've got one rookie season <laughs> they've got nah, you don't like chester you don't think I chesterton's do. I do. Got He's, a shot? I think I think you're yeah. underestimating those I'm Rangers. Not, I'm overestimating Lafreniere as well. Nah. The Banajad turned out I was super upset with the Rangers trading Broussard for him initially. Because I like Broussard and he was playing well. Yeah. But I obviously was a younger fan and I didn't understand, you know, the happenings of making trades for younger players when you're trying to build like that. But 
they're solid. The Rangers are solid. They're solid up the middle, and they're solid on the wings, and their defense, it's just, and they got two good goalies. Chester can, they can throw Georgiev in there, and he's just as good. Lafreniere, I'm excited to see him. Back-to-back years, second overall pick, first overall pick. I mean, come on. And Kako, although he didn't play that well last year, all Ranger fans expecting him to take a decent step forward this year. Um, Panarin, you know how amazing he is. Brad Mann. I do. <laughs> so great. He's It's so great having him. Kreider is the guy that's always there. And Kittle, nice nice young player. Their D is good, too. Adam Fox was amazing last year. I don't think he got enough credit for how well he played last year. And if he can even grow on that, um, then, I mean, the sky's the limit. But there's one player on the Rangers that they signed that most Ranger fans were like, what the hell? Why did they do this? I'm, gu- I'm sure you could guess who it is. Which, wait, hold on. What, is, what was the question again? The question is, which player did they sign? That the which Rangers Ranger player did they did they sign this year that Ranger fans hate? Hold on. Former Blue Jacket. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you got Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hate that. Oh, man. Good luck. That's good luck. <laughs> You know those little numbers with a with a dash next to his name? Those are going to be minuses. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it, he's you know back of back of the rotation defenseman. He could help out. Um, no, it'll be fun. Look, Absolutely. that's a that's a division where it seems like there's five clear teams and only four spots. So let's see what happens. I think we can both agree that New York is where uh, Columbus Blue Jackets players go to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Panarin better be careful then if that's the case. Except for him. That's hey, actually got... Florida too because that's where Bobrovsky is right now. Panarin's got time. He's, yeah. still, he's still got time to he die. Does. I'm saying like, you know, because Nash still had some good years. Gabrick still had some good years. Panarin's going to have some more good years. It's amazing how many great players that mm-hmm. the Blue Jackets have just given to the Rangers. So thank you again. This, oh is, why, this is why we're good friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. Just so you, we can start funneling <laughs> hockey players to uh, Madison Square yeah. Garden. Uh, that well, has I, nothing uh, to do with us at all. We no, have no nothing, say in it whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, last division, Joe Crisali, Money Mitch Effect, the Central. Eight teams. Let's start process of elimination because you know what? I see this exactly like the East, like the East Division. We can just chop off three teams right away. Detroit, see you later. Congrats to Dylan Larkin for becoming captain. That's cool. Love to see an American hockey player get the C, but no chance. Uh, the Blackhawks, no chance. A lot of weirdness going on. No Taves to start the season. Just uh, just don't know what's happening there with them. I like, I like Doc what, Hurt as well to start. I, mean, they, I like what the Blackhawks, did. Blackhawks are doing now for their future. I like the players that they're picking up, like getting Zadarov from mm-hmm. uh, Colorado. He's only 24. You know, He could yeah. probably maybe turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dylan Strom. I think he's going to make a, a push this year. I also like Ryan Strom, and they're both yeah. also on my fantasy team. But um, they're not. But yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're not making the playoffs. Not a chance. Not in that division. I'm looking. I'm with you though. Can we cross Florida off too? I don't know. I, I like Barkov. I, I'm not sure if Florida is going to be that fourth team that's in. I think Lightning, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, absolutely for sure. And that Ooh. fourth team is kind of a toss-up for me. I'm. I'm not sold on the Stars making a, another big push this year. Without Sagan, it's not like he scored that much anyway down the stretch yeah. for them, and they still – I like Heskinen. He's, so I, I think he, he's so going to be up there too. It's going to be hard. I think it will be between him and Hughes for uh, for that trophy there at the end. Um, but Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, Lightning, four team will be stars between Stars. Predators, yeah, it's kind of that one's well, kind of a little bit more shaping up the, that way. Yeah, the Panthers thing. Um, have you read what's going on with Keith Yandel? By the way, this is like a under the radar story that's happening where he's basically the rumors or reports are based on you know his roster spot is that he's kind of fallen out of favor with the team, like they they want to move on essentially, and uh, he has the longest Ironman streak in the NHL. So I would hate to see it end with a healthy scratch, but <laughs> it could. So and that's shocking because yeah. he's worth a lot. You know, he's got a big contract there. So I think the Panthers might be trying to go younger. And when that happens, you kind of have to take a step backward to go forward. 
Um, with yeah. how bad their goaltending was last year with Bobrovsky and the other guy in there. I mean, it just – I don't know. I, I would be hesitant to put them into the mix. Nashville was another team that was inconsistent, missed the playoff – or made the playoffs with the extended format, got knocked out in the in the play-in round. But still a lot of talent there. Roman Yossi reigning Norris Trophy winner. They need to get yeah. better. They need to, they need to get better offensively. Uh, I think that they can, and they can push for that spot. But I'm with you on the top three for sure. I, I could see Nashville taking that that force there. There, although their team kind of <laughs> they just looks like a bunch of second liners together. <laughs> but you never know that that could work That's out. That's Columbus's they, whole team. <laughs> and they picked up. They, I mean, this is a small move, but they picked up Barowecki, who absolutely just demolishes people he's got like three teeth so that's just another facet always of the a game. good thing i don't know what it is with me and liking teams that are picking up guys that just hit people yeah. but i mean it, it's tough it's it's toughness if you want to win stanley cup man you gotta be tough <laughs> so i don't think we need to spend too much time on tampa bay they're great they're gonna win this division they're gonna be the favorites to win the <laughs> cup they're, they're, they're vasilevsky like they don't have any weaknesses that that's what it comes Unless, down to. hey their weakness could be the clubs you never know covid could strike i would tampa bay they're, they're in a state where that doesn't matter it's man true. it's and crazy well it's I a possibility it's definitely a possibility that could affect everybody <laughs> everybody because they're all traveling to different arenas uh i will say too that dallas uh, at that four spot, I I will pick them to get in. I think Columbus is going to be in that three range, and I think they're going to be gearing up for the playoffs. But the big question mark, I mean, Max Domi is a good addition uh, for Josh Anderson, who was you know hurt all you know last year and wasn't really doing anything. Though he did score tonight, go figure. But Pierre Luc Dubois, he wants to trade out, and uh, it's it's all because he doesn't get along with Torts. I think everybody has seen that who follows the team. He he yells at him a lot during games. Um, I expect him to get traded this year. So what that means for the roster, for the return, I don't know. Bjorkstrand signed that contract. He should contribute well. But uh, that's, a, that's a good player, and uh, I just don't expect him to be on the team come playoff time. You never know. He could. Uh, the Rangers are making a push there. Great. He might well, be of Ranger. course. Yeah, just <laughs> send them all their way. Yeah, well, for any A if you want him. That's my asking price. Oh, uh, like, man. That, you know that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called a non-starter. It, it is uh, kind of tough, but you did pick up Domi, and he's a great player. Yeah. Koi's there. You know, I, I, liked, I liked the Blue Jackets this year. I, I told you before. I, they're always there. They're always in the thick of it. It almost doesn't even matter who they got. But like you said, Bjorkstrand – also fantasy team he's gonna he had a good stretch last year before he got hurt and i think if he's able to stay healthy and stay off the covid list he should Mm -hmm. you know be able to double up on that and your defense i mean are we not even going to talk about this warensky and jones i think bring it up best duo in the game seth jones should be a norris trophy finalist this year you know hughes mccarty roman yossi of course headman but uh throw seth in there man and maybe Royce yeah, Seth been. Jones, also on the fantasy team. I mean, come on, I'm just picking him up here. You it's are crazy, it's a and team. you also have a goaltender with probably the greatest name in the entire league, Elvis, Elvis baby. Merzlikin, also fantasy team. So, <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh, I didn't even notice you guys got Michael Delzada. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. It didn't go well at Torts the for the first time, as you know. Um, the the, uh, the other thing I want to say before we wrap this up, make our picks, is that Carolina, I think they're one of the most underrated teams in hockey, and I'll go uh, a step further. Absolutely. Two, two players, I would say the two most underrated players off the top of my mind in the league right now are on that team. I think Sebastian Ajo is incredible, and I just think because he plays in Carolina, not too many people know about him. And if you're talking best young defenseman, one of the best young defensemen, obviously Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes get the pub, deservedly so. But Jacob Slavin is a beast. And ask players yeah. that have to go against him how tough that dude is. Fourth-round pick that's made it uh, as a uh, standout for them. So Carolina, under the radar, they shouldn't be. I think they're going to be in the mix. Maybe push a little Tampa Bay. Obviously, Tampa will be expect to win the division. But they're the clear-cut second-best team in this division for me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Uh, Ajo is unbelievable. And uh, they're, they're young talent that they have it's all just meshing together at the same exact time. And it's, I mean, as much as it pains me to say, it's fun to watch. Sveshnikov is super good. Dara Vinen had a good year last year. They do have a few ex-Rangers, Jesper Foss, Brady Shea. I mean, it's 
<laughs> whatever. But I'm with you. They're definitely one of those top two teams in that division. And I just don't know if they're a team that's going to make a, bit, a huge run. I, I just don't necessarily – when I think of Stanley Cup champions, I don't think Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes. Could be interesting. You know, Svechnikov's been doing well ever since he woke up from that coma Ovechkin put him in. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Final four. Who, who comes out of the playoffs in each division? And then what's the final and who wins? Let's go on record. Dude, doing this now. Okay, let's do this. Let's see. Whew. So we're both, I think, going to go lightning in the central. Yeah, I, I want to say Columbus. And I might have if our best player wasn't demanding a trade. So, yeah, I'll go lightning. I want to say Columbus, too. I, I did. I'm I lightning really do. at this point. Yeah, lightning. Yeah, we can take that chalk right there and okay. just mark that one right off. Okay. All right. Go to the east. Oh, you know I want to. Do it. Why not, man? I'll live a little. Rangers are taking the East. I'm saying it. Put I'm it on. Okay. Put it on. I'll go f- I'm going to go Flyers. Yeah, which is the worst other outcome. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> okay. We'll go to the other side. Who do you got coming out of the... I, let me just say this about the Flyers, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Hart is a great goalie, but he's 22. He's 22 years old. He had a great year last year. Everyone's pegging him to win, you know, as the okay. Vesna, right? Fair, yeah, it's, it's fair. Not happening. Rangers all the way, all day. Okay. Uh, going to the West. We're going to the West. Yeah, do the West. Huh? West. Oh, that's tough. See, I want to say Abs, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Knights again. Okay. Uh, Knights or Abs? I know I was hesitant on – I will say Colorado. I was hesitant on them earlier, but I think that they do come out of the West. Uh, so we can split that one as well. And then the Central – or the uh, – sorry, know, the I North. I, I ha- let me uh, – let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll take the Avs too. Okay, so we'll I'll agree take on the that Avs. one too. All right. Avs out of there. North. Mm-hmm. North Division. It's between, it's between the Leafs and the Canucks for me. You know what I'm doing, so you're going Canucks. Yes, you're going Canucks. I, I, you know, I might have to jump that wagon with you. I do live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, you could be a Canucks fan for one more year, I think, right? And then you got to be yeah, one one more year. Then I have, then I have to hate them. I can't. I'm not going to be a fan. I mean, Rangers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but I will. I will root for their success as long as it doesn't directly affect my my success. All right, so we got so we got the what four we got? similar. Uh, what kind of what kind of final four is that? Lightning, Rangers, Avalanche, Canucks. I mean, I don't. That would be absolutely nuts. So then the final for you. Who who plays who? Does the Central yeah, guess, play the East? <laughs> I guess we have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say. All right, so we have Avalanche. And Canucks and Rangers, Lightning. That's I look, those would probably be the matchups right there. Lightning Ranger, Lightning Rangers, or Lightning Flyers and Avalanche Canucks. Okay. Ooh. So I'm gonna say, let's see. Assuming that we didn't just completely get this wrong, I'm gonna say if we go by that order as well, which I think we do, uh, that we are going. Yeah, that we are gonna see a. Final between the Flyers and the Canucks. Ooh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> think about okay. I want you to like think you, back like four years about that sentence right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How crazy that would have been, like just a couple years ago. Um, but you might Man. like this. I think I'm going to ride the Canucks all the way to the Cup this year. I got a lot of Blackhawks vibes last year. Uh, with that young upstart team that's on their way. Uh, Goaltending, obviously, a question. Uh, But how about this? The Flyers get it all the way to the final, and then they get their heart broken. See, that works for you, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because, honestly, them being in there, I I don't know if I could watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, that's that's your worst. That's the team you can't stand the most. I struck a nerve. Yeah, probably. I think, no offense to people from Philly, but also offense to people from Philly. I hate everything about Philly. Mm, with all due respect, <laughs> so, I hate Philly. That's pretty good. <laughs> with all due respect, I hate Philly. Yeah, pretty much everything about it. So who do you all think, teams. 
So we need All to the players the that are on the teams, year. the fans of the teams. All right. Uh, that's kind of... I don't think the Lightning are going to go back-to-back. Uh-oh. I know where I, this is going, then. But, I, but that's what I'm saying, is that they could still get past the Rangers and break my heart, Yeah, which is probably what's going to happen. So let's, it's going to be... Whoo! Lightning... If if you're going Lightning Colorado final, that's incredible. <laughs> Just want to throw Why? that out there because that would be such a fun series skill wise. I think I think I might have I think I might have to go with that, but I don't want it. But that's the thing is I was down on the Avs the whole show, and now here I am. Like, yeah. well, I'm about to pick the Avs to win. Like, what am I talking about? It's hockey. <laughs> it's anything can happen. It's all about getting hot. Ah man, this is on record too. So yeah. now I'm like. No, I, like I can't change. I'm. Or you I can't can go back to Vegas thing. if you really think Vegas would be a better option here because you were leaning them too. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like, gotta everyone's make a pick. picking the ass. All right, all right. I'll go. I'll go with the. I'll go with Colorado. I'm Colorado, on, I'll go with Colorado. Colorado Cup champ. I went Vancouver, Philly. A series that would make Joe puke on site. <laughs> <laughs> just what? Just blue and orange everywhere. Like what is um, this? I'm on the I'm on the Canucks wagon with you. I I would I would be happy for that. I yeah. just I wish I could cross the border to go watch a game. Mm. Hey, maybe by June. You never know. Never know. Maybe my tune maybe my tune will change. Maybe yeah. yours will too after we see the first couple weeks of play and we can reassess our our yeah. first prediction here. Could very well happen. Uh Joe, this was fun. Blast having a long chat with you. I'll be watching the Browns this weekend and uh Hockey every day, of course. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, best of luck to your Rangers going forward. Yes, enjoy that Browns game. Also, we need to – I need to get that uh, NHL package still, so let me know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need, to, we need to figure that out as well, too. Uh, season's starting already, so got to get going there. But Joe Crisali, thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Yeah, man. Peace out. All right, huge thanks to Joe Crisali for coming on today's show, talking uh, about the NFL and the NHL. With college football over, NFL winding down, I'm going to be focusing a little more on some other sports, of course. The NBA was in the headlines yesterday as James Harden was traded away from the Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of moving pieces in that trade, draft picks, the Cavs were involved. Uh, Levert was then flipped to Indiana for... uh, Depot. So there's a lot of moving parts in this trade, but I just want to spend some time talking about James Harden. And look, I, I'm not as locked into the NBA, at least not as I was, but uh, I understand that this is a star-driven league. And, you know, in order to construct teams, we've seen that, you know, teams hastily constructed, or should I say constructed on a short-term basis, you can win a championship because the stars are that important. They're that good and valuable. You know, you don't have to build as deep a roster when only you know, 12 to 15 guys on the team and really eight or so, eight to 10, if we're being generous, main contributors on these teams. But what I have a big problem with with James Harden isn't the fact that, you know, he wanted a trade. We see that in sports, you know, and and isn't the fact that he wanted a change of scenery. It's the fact that he's just a terrible teammate. I mean, we've seen this time and time again, the bodies that he's left in his wake of guys that he's had management bring in to play with and then been done with. You know, and then that's one thing. If you're a difficult player to play with, if you're in your own in your own world a little bit, if your game is unique and maybe it just doesn't gel, I can live with that to a point. But when you don't try, when you come into the locker room and, and you clearly aren't in shape, you aren't at a professional athlete's level, you just blatantly disrespect your teammates. I grew up in a culture of hockey, uh, a football family as well. Uh, you know, have a lot of respect for sports, including basketball. Uh, but there are certain locker rooms, there are certain you know, cultures that that would not fly in. The teammates would hold you accountable and wouldn't let you skate by. And that's my worry with uh, this story, with the Kyrie Irving story, which we don't know all the facts of for that, just want to be clear. But a guy that said he just didn't feel like playing, essentially, and uh, still collecting a paycheck, which, which has its own embarrassing uh, ramifications of that. But, you know, I, I just don't think that these locker rooms are as close as they've been, and I just don't like and don't respect players that are bad teammates because it's one thing, this is a professional level, which most of us have never even come close to playing in a sport like that, but it's one thing to 
want to better yourself financially, Harden turned down a $50 million contract. He was locked into a deal, and he basically just sabotaged his way out of town. Don't like that. Don't respect that. Never will. Now, having said all that, the Nets, if it does work out, will be a juggernaut. There's a reason why Vegas moved their odds from fourth to win the title to two behind the Lakers, and that's because in the NBA, talent does rise to the top. If Harden turns it on, if he buys in, they are absolutely one of the favorites, one of the contenders with Kevin Durant looking great, almost averaging 30 points a game. So I understand why. I just don't like the fact that we're rewarding it and we're glorifying it, and, and I don't have to root for it, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the NBA just got a, another jolt in the arms. And if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, I think you'll like the fact that you didn't get hard and you kept Ben Simmons. So a lot of NBA action left. This was the Money Mitch effect. I'm glad that everybody out there was able to listen to it. Uh, you can catch every episode of the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Search Money Mitch Effect. It pops right up. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page. And, as always, follow me at Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. Hate to cross-promote a lot, but I'm going to have to do it now. Check out the TC Live podcast on the Tennis Podcast Network, tennis.com slash podcast. That's my interview with Jim Courier, former world number one, four-time Grand Slam winner, back-to-back Aussie and French Open champion. He uh, is a great guy as well, and we talk a lot of tennis on that one. A lot of tennis to discuss going forward on this show, too, with the Australian Open coming up in a few weeks. Enjoy hockey. Enjoy football. Go Browns. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Keep enjoying sports.